You are listening to Down Home. Episode 8. We talked to Patty Jones about his early days of Halifax hip-hop and about his activist parents, Rocky and Joan Jones. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Nova Scotian experience from two black men. Uh, We've got another good episode. Uh, we have uh, one of Jay's cousins, actually, Patty, Patty Jones. Be- Before we get into it, Patty, yes. I got, I got want to play something. Hang on. Yeah. I found that just before we were talking, man. What goes through <laughs> your mind when you hear that, man? Yeah. When Joe showed me that, um, yeah, it, it brought back good memories. Um, when we were doing that, we made that video. We got all the guys from that I was hanging with in high school. In the background, you got uh, Andrew Paris, Todd Scare, Corey Smart, uh, Glennie B, Troy Day, Junior Hamilton's all the, all the guys that we that we hung with and and drank with um, are in the video. Uh, Glenn Grant was playing the sax. Um, and it was it was a good time, man. That was a that was a good time. It was a good era. It was a good time in hip hop. Um, yeah. So so w- back then, what what wanted what made you want to express yourself through hip hop? Well, I'll tell you that the um, so my beginnings, my uncle uh, Roger Jones and um, his friend Shane Coward. Were, were DJs and they, they were in uh, university and we used to, we were always bugging my uncle Roger, you know, we little nephews and uh, you know, he was always trying, uh, he'd always bring girls back to his place and we asking him to stay, can we stay over so we could tape his records and stuff like that. And we embarrass him in front of the girls and stuff like that. But I would say it's my uncle Roger because uh, he, he helped us to like P-Funk, like we used to, he lived in Truro. And my grandparents were in Troy. We go to his house, and we went. We always wanted to run the Rogers room, the boys, because he had like Mothership and P Funk posters all on the ceiling. Yeah. So wow. we sleep while we were watching like these these black men in in uh, spaceships and all this, you know. And we were just like, wow, wow, wow. But uh, so that's my beginnings. But the group that made me pick up a pen and said I want to try this was Run DMC. Really so cool. When I, heard, yeah, when I heard Sucker MCs, that was it. That's still one of my favorite beats. It's still one of my favorite jams. One of the ones I will still recite to myself, you know? Classic, man. It's classic. That song made me pick up a pen. That that song, Sucker MCs. Awesome. That's dope. Yeah. I just wanted to try my hand at it, see what I could do. And if it's in you to express, like, uh, I, I don't... I don't sit and write anymore. Like Jay, you can say this, like if you're a writer, you're always going to write. True. Yeah. You got to rhyme your head and you used to write them down, but I still say rhymes come across. I don't write them down anymore, but you know, yeah. 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 Well, that was a, it was a, um, a unique time for, uh, for hip hop, man, the beginnings. So that was like the, the mid eighties, right? Yeah. Mid eighties, man. Talking, uh, that, I think that album came out in 82. 
82. Around then. Wow. Yeah. 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 My cousin Jason showed me that album. Oh. Because his his mom, uh, Marsha, used to always grab the, the latest. And uh, I heard uh, Grandmaster Flash, uh, The Message, that album from Jason. I heard uh, Sucker MC's album from Jason. My cousin Jason Gannon. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jason Gannon. <laughs> yeah. Goes by Jazzy. Jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I mean, I know you don't really... Do you think you'll ever gain any kind of inspiration now that you're back, you know, back to your roots? You have oh, Joe no. Run there. No? Yeah. Yep, do you think right. you would, um, do you think you'd find the inspiration to do it again? Um, You never know, man. You never know. Like Joe, Joe, even since I've been down here, Joe's like, he was doing a project and he's like, wanted me to come on. And, and uh, so when we first group when we first started i don't know if you guys want to go there but uh, i'll answer that one first so yeah I, I mean you're like you said when you're when you're doing this it's always in you you always got ideas i got tons of ideas that i never got a chance to do yeah i mean joe is like on levels now you know all the guys that we were sampling all the albums that we were sampling all uh, joe's friends like they're he's friends with all those djs jazz jeff quest love biz all them guys joe's tight with tap money dj tap money all them guys all De La Soul. Cool. So Joe's skills have like, I like ballooned since we were doing it. Um, mm -hmm. So like I'm light years behind uh, what, what, where Joe is now. Um, there's another guy who me and Joe started off with um, named uh, Steve Sim. He goes by uh, Steb Sly. I know him. Yeah. You know, Steve? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, Steve's cool, man. That's good guy. Yeah, in fact, it was me and Steve to start off first. Uh, but uh, you know, he he his skills have grown like crazy too. So uh, I was supposed to go out. He's in Lunenburg. I was supposed to go out by his place, me and Joe, and you know, um, we we tried to do that every time that I'm down home. The three of us would go out to Steve's place and then we'll just listen to music, uh, try to create something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely I will I will I will get back and do something. Yeah, see that's the answer I was looking for. Cuz I knew <laughs> I knew once you get back in that environment, you can't help because you know, as a writer, you do step away for a while. I stepped away for a while. And uh during like the whole COVID situation, I've been picking up my pen more. And uh you know, sometimes I'm writing ideas for songs down or just writing verses. And uh, it's really become like a lifesaver for me. Yes. And it's, well, not, it's just tapped that part of my soul that, that always needs that feeding, man. So, you know, no matter what happens with, I think it's something that you always do. Even if you just get together and jam with your boys, yeah. you know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that's a cause for inspiration as well. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'll tell you this, man, I'm getting a little something together. So you never know. I might ask you for a for a, a guest verse, man. We'll keep okay. it family Jones. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I'm a fa family okay. affair. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jay, it's funny you say that, man, because um, when I was in Toronto, I I, I put together a studio, uh, went to the government program and you know the, the self employment program, and I I started a studio in my uh, where I was living in the basement. Oh, cool. And I was working with a few artists, and I, I did a project. Um, I'm not sure if you know up there an artist, a spoken word artist named Unblind. Uh, no, I don't. I, the name doesn't ring a bell, but. Okay. Um, 
but I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah. When I first came up to Toronto, he was pretty big and uh, I liked his stuff. And uh, I worked on an album with him, a spoken word album, just, uh, you know, he, uh, he, we didn't do it like a hip hop. I, I told him that we should try to remix this and, and put beats behind it. But mm-hmm. the album we were working on was just sound effects and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't like doing the studio thing. I didn't like doing that. Um, yeah. You know, you're on other people's time and it, it just, it wasn't as fun for me. Mm-hmm. However, the creative process is where it's most fun for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think you more enjoy on stage. I didn't really enjoy on stage too much. No? I Yeah, I enjoyed the, the creating, the creating process. And, yeah. Uh, when I had the home studio and I was making beats, you're right, that was therapy, man. That was yeah. therapy. In fact, I can't wait to even set up my turntable so I could just spin records. Yeah, I yeah. spun my own records in probably about ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been packed away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to ask you a question now. Of course, uh, you were J R O C, just respect our culture, which was the name of your band that you and Joe had, and um, you kind of had that around that time. You had a lot of Afrocentric vibes, which was yeah. coming up then with Daylaw and Tribe and Jungle Brothers, yep. and um, I was wondering, did did uh, this has to be true? Like, you know, your 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 mom and dad were Rocky and Joan Jones, mm-hmm. uh, at, you know, activists bringing the community together, standing up for for black people's rights and black empowerment. Did that? Uh, did the Afrocentric vibe was that something you just naturally had already, being raised by them? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, but uh, I was heavily influenced by Tribe, like most people were. Yeah. I think if you were uh, an artist doing something at that time, and I came out, you, there's no way you could not have been influenced by them. The guys were so light years ahead on the production. It was just retarded. Yeah. Big just, time. My God, that first album is like, you could put that on today. It's still butter. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 And, um, I mean, the Jones have a long history in Nova Scotia, man. Like, uh, like uh, when my great grandfather passed away, that's sort of when I uh, I went to your mom's house um, after the funeral, and okay. I and and then that was the first time I was, you know, exposed to it where I actually could remember it because I was younger when at first, and then I just remember this immense pride and this um, this stoic nature that your that Joan did have. And um, that must have led you to a lot of memories. Like, what memories do you have uh, being with family when, when they were, you know, in their efforts to affect change in the community? Oh, my God. Too many, man. Um, I'll tell you my, well, <laughs> my earliest, I'll start with my earliest, earliest memory is um, being a baby, being carried, held by somebody out on Canard Street um, and uh, watching our, uh, the firemen tear down the rest of our, pull down the rest of our house. It got burnt, burnt down mm. because, uh, and how that story goes is um, how it was told to me, my Aunt Donna, which is my mom's uh, sister, she would have been a teenager. And, and when we were living on Canard there, there was always people staying with us. It was a big house. We were, you know, we were always, had people stay in there for a time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because my dad and mom were doing a lot in the community. They had after school programs, they had everything. They were helping people with their college homework, with their high school homework, with their, I didn't know these things were going on. We were very young. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so anyways, that, that one night, my mom, my aunt was in uh, staying up watching movies and she was making popcorn on the stove. And the stove was in the back of the house in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So when she went back at a commercial to go make the popcorn, she looked out the window and the house was on fire. Wow. So she woke everybody and, and, uh, and, and then we got out. Uh, we, we, we don't know if that was uh, the police, the Hells Angels, or just, uh, you know, my mom and dad were not making any friends at that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if they weren't yeah. part of the so yeah because they stood for such social justice you know so yeah they must yeah. have had a target on the back i mean your father wasn't he wasn't he like uh monitored by like the fbi or cia or something he he was when um when uh he invited uh stokely carmichael to come to halifax to look at the situation in halifax which was um the same, if not worse, than uh, what was going on in the states. Because mm -hmm. uh, if you, and uh, there's two books. Dad, Dad's book that um, he just uh, that just got released. Um, we'll go into that. But uh, also, there's another book about David Downey. Yeah. Called um, something uh, something champ. I have that book, and it goes into that as well. Uh, the story of when uh, when Dad uh, invited Stokely down check out the situation he came uh, some of his guys had guns and uh, they weren't gonna let them in the country and then uh, something like dad claimed the guns as because he's a hunter and something like that but yeah he everywhere they went um, they were uh, followed by the, the RCMP were like very very afraid very afraid Canada had never experienced anything like this they they were shitting bricks. Um, wow. They like uh, they would go down to um, the Aero Club at the time. The Aero Club was still there, and uh, you know there'd be uh, snipers on the roof across the street. Wow! You know, every followed them everywhere they went in the city, and uh, had snipers everywhere. Um, they tapped our phones forever. Um, in fact. Uh, Derek, uh, me and Corey used to joke about this. Corey used to call me up, mm. and and then we on the phone, and all you hear is click, 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 and Corey's like, "Bang!" Someone picked up the phone. I'm like, "Nah, that's just the They're just tapping our. Phone. Don't worry about that, man. They always <laughs> damn. It was always there. Like it was always there, and and uh, I don't quite remember it after I left, moved out on my own, but I'm sure mm. they still did it. And then back in the, that probably was the late '80s. Uh, they, the RCMP held a big, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they held a big uh, press conference and it was on the news and they were like, oh, we're, we apologize to Rocky and Joan Jones for spying on you and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, really? Yeah. This was on um, the local news. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they said, oh, you know, and uh, they we're, we're, we're returning all the files of all the, the, uh, spying that we did we, we're, we're turning on the files wow and yeah but <laughs> when they got the files back it was like uh 
uh, uh, like say, um, thank you for blank, 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 blank. Although it was redacted. redacted. Every third word was blocked out in black. Yeah, it was redacted. Throughout the whole report. Hmm. It was just a, it was just, I don't even know what it was. It was just a effort uh, trying to make themselves look good, but they were not revealing anything. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not idiots. They, we, I mean, they would have a lawsuit, but I don't know why they did that. Yeah. But, uh, that was fear, that, man. Yeah. Fear, you know, it, um, empowerment of the black community. That's something that, uh, the, you know, not to sound, a bit conspiracy theory, but the the white establishment um, fears an empowered black community. Look at look at um, our brothers and sisters down the in the states, right? Yeah. Um, as soon as, uh, especially this last election, man, they uh, they uh, they feared the black vote. Yeah, and, and yeah. did everything they could to to um, to suppress the black vote, right? Because the you know the the, the white establishment did, uh, does not want a powerful black community. Yeah. 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 But they, they, they know us better than we know us. They yeah. know us better than they know. And, and they will never, they were not always in a position of power and they will never, ever, ever allow themselves as they're, they will do everything in their power to not get back into that position where they were not in power. Ever mm-hmm. again. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's why they, you know, that's why a lot of those civil rights leaders and everything, they were killed, man. Boom. Yeah. 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 Or or um handled or controlled. Or controlled. Yeah. Or controlled. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's true. Like they, you know, they give you little breadcrumbs to 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 push you along and say, Hey, look, see we're giving you this. <laughs> and that goes over that goes over so well in Nova Scotia, man. Like it uh, does. Now you guys remember when um, when uh, Dad was running for NDP? Right? No, City? I don't know if you guys remember that. Maybe you don't. No, I don't remember that. I'm. Don't yeah, you guys. That. Maybe I'm thinking because I was. Yeah, because I would probably would have been eleven. So maybe you guys wouldn't remember that. But uh, we campaigned with Alexa McDonough, and um, Dad was the the candidate. You know, for the, they want the black vote, like you say. They need the black mm-hmm. vote. They, and so they're going to find who's a, who's a very popular, charismatic camera black man that we can get the black vote. Rock, Rocky was all that. So, um, you know, uh, he voted. He, he campaigned, campaigned. But, you know, back then, here's how afraid they are of the black vote. They went behind him into those communities and was given all liquor and money. For people to go vote. Wow. Or I think it was PC. Yeah, they did that. Wow. wow. And and my dad had he basically had no votes and and, and I remember because we got teased so bad. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. guys, bros don't care. You on the are you on the in the in the van going to uh, basketball games? Some guys was ripping strips off, man. <laughs> They're killing us, man. They're killing us, man. Yeah. I remember yeah. uh, what I did. I, I got up. We were going to Montreal basketball tournament, and uh, I, I got a, someone broke their leg, and I had their crutches, and I was just playing around with the crutches. And I was always the youngest guy on the team, and uh, them guys were like, 
man, what are you doing, man? Get off the, the don't use those, man. It's bad luck or whatever like that. Jason Kane said, no, man, leave him alone. He's just looking for votes. Leave him, leave him alone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, I that's, had to laugh at that. That's hilarious. That that's hilarious. hilarious. I had to yeah. laugh at that. That's funny. Should they keep it real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you what you didn't you didn't get no votes for it? Yeah, we're gonna crack on you. But that's what happened. And I found that out years, years later that uh, because dad never mom and dad never kept they kept us out of all this a lot. Mm-hmm. People think we know, we, we don't know a lot. We, we, they, they wanted us to be just grow up a uh, normal family. They, they, and I, I guess it had to be bad because they, they made sure that we did not know anything about it, what right. was going on, what they were doing. Yeah. They like just, the, the basics and stuff like that, but they kept us well away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, uh, they were amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like a my, normal family. It was like we like we didn't really know anything. You know, we didn't feel any different. It was like you know, hearing people the way people talk at Dad's funeral about Dad, like hardcore gangsters and 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 shit, like balling and stuff like that. That's when you really realize, like, God damn, like, you know, I know this guy's a hardcore, you know, old school OG. And he can't even hold back the tears. So that's when you realize um, the impact mm-hmm. that, he, that he had. Um, but wasn't, he didn't, he didn't see him as his dad, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, my mother. We just wanted to go fishing with dad. That's all it was. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mother talks hi- highly about uh, your parents, though, man. She she credits uh, a Kawacha house for literally... Uh, changing the direction of her life uh, back in the okay. Um, 60s. Okay, so she might have been one of the ones that uh, was part of the, the and and these and I say programs. There wasn't no official program. It's like word of mouth. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, if you need help with your college courses, if you want help, it's what's interesting is um my 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 cousin Obadiah o- Obadiah uh, Jones Darrow. Okay. Uh, you guys know Obi? No, I've I, never. I I recognize the name, but uh, I I haven't met you know a, a whole lot of Joneses other than my immediate family, really. Okay, okay. So you gotta. I mean, you guys are in TO now. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> good. Huge things, writing plays, writing um, orchestras, um, writing books. He's doing an animation thing. Um, uh, and he's playing, he plays like a hundred instruments. And he's like, when I, I went up to TD, when he was living in, uh, I went up to Vancouver when he was uh, living in uh, Vancouver there and went drop by his studio. And he was showing me like TD, TD just contacted him and said, uh, your next play, here's a blank check. Wow. I don't care what, whatever your next play is, just make sure we're on it. Here's a blank check. Hmm. He's like he's doing huge, huge things. He's in Cleveland right now. He's doing uh, writing plays and stuff like that. Cool, um, man. Yeah, and you know when when I talked to Obi, I was like, Obi, man, we're proud of you, proud of you. He's like, man, this bad man, this all came from you. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. Don't you remember that time that you I came by your place and you showed me how to work the the thing we made that jam? I'm like, oh yeah, but that yeah, but really, like, so you never know. 
you never know who you're who you're influencing or who you're um, you know simple things you you don't take it as nothing but he he's credited me and saying that everything that he took that shit and ran like ran 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 with it and mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah um, i remember you teaching me this and you i'm like okay i do remember it, you coming by the house that time i do remember you um is is like, he younger oh yeah yeah so that you know that's that's what i love it's like uh you know, sort of just the generations passing it down, passing it down. I mean, you know, you were a pioneer of, of like the early hip hop movement in Halifax, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm proud of that fact. You know, I, I even had one of your tapes. I was like, oh, this, I knew you were my cousin. Didn't, didn't know you very well, but I was proud of that fact. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, me writing and, and being into hip hop like I am, I'm more of a poet, but hip hop's a huge influence, but mm-hmm. I remember listening to your tape and going, Oh man, this is my cousin, man, busting some rhymes. And that inspired me as well. You know, nice. Nice. so, nice. you know, it's, that's why I'm saying, man, I think you're going to get back into it. Cause as you get older, <laughs> as you get older, your things, things start to change. You start really listening to what you want to say. At least that's where I'm at. And, and it's even talking about the legacy that our family left. And, and really getting in touch with those roots to know where that power comes from, man. Right, right. That is an amazing thing. And, and you know, I, I honestly forgot it along the way. And, you know, but now I know where that strength comes from. Yeah, it, um, that, that's interesting you say that because I've, I've heard, heard the stuff you put out there, man. Your stuff is on point. Your Thanks, stuff is man. on point, man. Like, and, you're, and you're improving and improving. I'm just like, oh, and you're doing lots of live shows and shit, man. You were, you were. Yeah, I was. Shows. Yeah, yeah. You got a huge following too, like. Yeah, it was. It right? was fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I mean, shit, like. Yeah, man. Like, and and Nova Scotia, you're right. I will get back into it. You, you I can't not. Right. You always have something that you're trying to say, or your mm-hmm. expression. I mean, what you're talking about, uh, me as the early pioneer. I was just a. I was just a fan of hip hop. You know, some punk little kid that just wanted to, you just had to write. I wrote it, found Joe, put it to beats. You know, I, I never even thought, like, it, sometimes, Jay, I, I go back and listen to some of the, the songs that I did, and I mm-hmm. listen to them. Hey, well, you wrote that? You were saying, <laughs> you were on, you were saying that stuff? I'm yeah, like, man. Like, how you were 19 saying that stuff? Like, yeah. I think certain, once you, honestly, I think um, music and, and it can get you into a zone where shit will come through you that may not be necessarily your stuff, but it, it just, it leaks out. And you, yeah. you know, and you don't realize it at the time, but years later when I look back at some of the tapes, I'm like, oh damn, that's a nice line. You, you wrote that? Like, yeah. Damn, you were, you were all right. You, you were okay. Yeah. Pretty good. I remember the song, man, Just Respect Our Culture. Dope. It was dope. It had some James Brown samples in there and everything, man. And it was like, that was the, that was the, that was the golden era. Just think. Now I know you moved back to to Halifax. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you leave in the first place? So what made me leave in the first place um, was work. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for work, um, but it wasn't just that. Um, and here it's good. You just segued into that. that that's a great segue because um, at that time, that's around the '90s, end of the '90s, and hip-hop was changing 
And yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. I, I didn't understand it. I wasn't a part of that. I, I just knew like where they're going with hip hop now. I can't go there. I'm not about that. I don't bust caps. And There's a lot of gangster rap. Yeah. I don't do any of that. Yeah. And we grew up with hip hop that you wrote about what you know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these youths are, are right now are, are writing about what they know. I think, and I think that's, what's good about uh, hip hop and music period, but hip hop even more, it, it, is a reflection of society because these are just uh, people on the street that are in society and writing about their lives. So whatever they're writing about now, you do get the ones that, you know, exaggerate and, you know, and stuff like that. But when you yeah. catch one that you, you can really kind of feel like uh, someone just introduced me to uh, Conway I don't know if you guys know that rapper. He's out of Rochester and they got a big, big crew, but they're all nice and they all sound like old school. Like you can, mm-hmm. their rhymes, their samples, everything reminds you of that golden era, right? And and they're saying they, they were influenced by that golden era. They, they were. Um, so something like that. But a lot of stuff out there is, is very commercial. It's become a big industry. Big, big Of course, yeah. Lots of money, you know. Oh, yeah. and, uh, but uh, that's what happened. I, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Got out of it. I was um, going heavy into Rastafari at that time. Mm-hmm. It was going heavy, heavy into Rastafari, and I wasn't feeling hip hop at all. Hip hop was going a different way, gangster and shooting, and I wasn't feeling that. So I went, I went all the way into um, into uh, reggae and hip uh, reggae. Yeah, and, and uh, then I went to so. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I should explain this. This is part of the story. I'll come back. Remind me to come back. So to go back to you guys' earlier question, um, mom and dad were kind of pioneers because when they were 25 and they were in the city, they were doing the activist thing, and they were shipping. Halifax was shipping babies that weren't that that uh, uh, were given up for adoption, or you know, young young women that were having babies in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halifax was shipping them to Boston. Really? Yeah, and they were saying that uh, the black community here, they, 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 they're not able to, they couldn't find, they can't find good homes for them here. So, um, and they were going to ship them to white families in the in, in Boston area. So, mom and dad got wind of this and they were like, big protests, big protests. So they went to the community and like, we got to stop this and, you know what I mean? This is wrong. This is our babies and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so still nobody was doing nothing. So mom and dad at 25, they had one child, which was uh, my oldest sister, Tracy. Mm-hmm. As an example to the community, they said, we need to lead by example. They adopted four of us. So that's Augie, that's mm-hmm. me, that's mm-hmm. Casey, and that's Shaka, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually foster. I think Augie got adopted because he was the first one. I think I was the last one to come to the Jones family. So that's that's one thing. That's one. Uh, so now I just wanted to put that through because that was a huge precedent. Because who knows what my life would be mm-hmm. if I was one of the babies that got shipped down? Because I was up for one of the babies getting shipped down there, and they had to fight to get all four of us. Right. Um, oh wow. Yeah. They had I to did fight. not know that. It was not easy. Yeah, and it was because they wanted to set an example to stop this. And I think it got stopped, but, um, you know, they, they did that as an example. Um, mm-hmm. Now, fast forward back to what we were saying, um, why I left to Toronto. 
my real mom, okay? My real mom uh, came from Jamaica, followed my grandparents here, here to Halifax, right? They came to go to Dalhousie, my grandparents. Mm. She came, they sent for her. Uh, she had me and my, my older brother and me here. And, and that's why I, I almost got shipped down there. But now, so I met her. Mm -hmm. I re-met re her and um, she, she moved from Halifax she, a long time ago. She was up in Toronto, had established herself. She's like, well, Pat, you might as well come up here and, you know, find work and blah, blah, blah. So I did that. And, uh, you know, it was a whole, Toronto was great. Toronto was great. I love Toronto. Toronto mm -hmm. was great. I love the diversity. I love the pace. I love the size. I love the opportunities. Um, I, I, I loved everything about it. And, you know, so 20 years later, um, I came, I'm, I'm back here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I did leave. I left for two reasons. Um, one, I, I had uh, just met my mom, my birth mom, and um, it's around 96, 97. And then uh, also there was no work. I wasn't really myself in the city. I was, I was uh, transitioning that because I had been down to St. Lucia to visit my brother Augie a couple of times. Mm -hmm. and, and if you go to, you know, you go down to anywhere there in the Caribbean, you come back, your pace just slows down. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember one time me, uh, I went to, I came back from St. Lucia and I was working at the, in the mail room at the Royal bank, uh, processing center and Ray ID coyote was working there too. And he had gone to, I forget what Island he went to. And we came back at the same time we were working at the same place and me and him were just, you know what I mean? Our Afros were just grown and naughty and we were just <laughs> strolling around the place and everybody's like, look at these two men. Like, we, we just, you know, we were just on this pace, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that's why, I, that's why I, um, that's why I left. Uh, so, so yeah. Halifax was, you know, you, you leave, but, it's always home though right it is it is um and like i mean you know that you can outgrow halifax you know halifax yeah. um has a plateau and if you want to go beyond you got to get you got to come out of that city like mm -hmm. i i would come back every few months for a re re, re up you know get my scotians re up and then i go back <laughs> to toronto right yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Get that vibes and energy, and then you know, yeah. and then I would, and then I would come back. Um, because if you stay there, and a lot of people know that, and a lot of people, Nova Scotians outside of Nova Scotia, would tell you, if you stay there, it, it's so comfortable, it will just lull you to sleep. Now, Halifax has changed; it's changed a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of looking like Little Toronto right now. You think yeah. so? What 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 are the biggest changes that you've seen? Con condos everywhere. Condos everywhere. Do you remember? Um, well, St. Pat's St. Pat's High is knocked down, but you remember that underground parking lot that was right across from St. Pat's High? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knocked they knocked that down. They're gonna put condos there. Like all the Maynard, Canard, all them side streets up from Godigen. Yeah, yeah. All bought out by uh, kind of yuppies, and you know. Yeah, yeah. North End North End looks a lot different, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah um before we go uh could we ask you about the the you came back home and the the new sort of venture you're starting um yeah if you if you don't mind please yeah so um 
most of my time in Toronto, I was doing community gardens. Um, and it's funny because innocence is such a protector <laughs> because um, I was just so green and naive in Toronto that um, uh, I hooked up in this program that was for youth. I didn't know it was for youth. And uh, I, I got in the program because I was from Halifax, because the Ross was a Guyanese Ross and he, he knew about Halifax and he's like, oh, you're from Nova Scotia. He's like, okay, you're in. And he, let, he let me in. I learned so much. We went into, uh, we were in Jane and Finch. We were in uh, every hood in Toronto. Mm -hmm. we, we built a community garden. Cool, man. Right? Uh, that's, that's what I was doing up there. So I came down here on a vacation, like uh, I think last February. And I was at by the house and, uh, you know, my sister Falani said, uh, oh, you know, Wayne Adams has um, a black uh, gardener's program. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you should talk to him. I'm like, well, you know, you know, I'm, I got my insurance license. I'm trying to do insurance. I'm, trying, I'm like, I'm not, I, that's a long ways away from me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, let me let me just see. Let me give him a call. I gave him a call. He wanted to meet the next day. The next day we were talking about doing it. And, and so. And I went back to Toronto and I wrote the proposal up with help and submitted it to him and um, started packing. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so what he has and what we have in store is a, um, it's around COVID and food security uh, uh, type of thing. What happens in Nova Scotia, as you know, that all the black communities are on the outskirts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, North Preston, East Preston, uh, Little Trackety, uh, uh, Big Trackety, you know, uh, Yarmouth, mm -hmm. they're all on the outskirts of the, of the province. So they're actually could be considered, especially when COVID hit, a food desert. Those are considered food deserts. They don't have ready, readily easy access to food. Right. Um, they have to drive in a ways, but in their, you know, they have to drive into Sobeys or whatever like that, right? They don't have mm -hmm. them right out in their community. They're changing that a bit, but still for our communities, not, not quick enough. Uh, so COVID really showed people the importance of, of, of food and growing your own food. Um, so we are, at, we are trying to reintroduce black youth or black people, period, into um, the food industry, growing your food, getting into the food industry, introducing new products into Nova Scotia, Mm -hmm. So we need to, we, we're trying to reintroduce um, the black youth and the black community period back into uh, gardening and eventually get them into the food, the food industry and, and let us have a, you know, our little corner of, uh, you know, selling uh, produce that, 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 um, that we enjoy and, that, and, 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 and only just, just to get in the industry anyways, just to get in mm -hmm. yeah. so of everything out down here. That's, that's awesome, cool. man. That's a, that's a very interesting venture. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but sure. uh, yeah, thank you very much for doing this podcast, man. This is uh this has been an awesome conversation. It's been, been a minute. Yeah, but man. It's, it's good to catch up though, man. It's good to oh, catch good. up. Yeah. Yeah. You guys brought me down uh, some memory lanes and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and I mean it, it, it. So these are always nice. And, and it, it's Nova Scotia, you know, they, they we're kind of like, they call we're kind of like, um, the south in america yeah. we're, we're kind of like atlanta you know yeah mm -hmm. exactly yeah so we're we're a country anyway so i i enjoy you know going down we we always like enjoy going down memory lanes and stuff like that 
And then Jay, you you just showed me that. Um, yeah, I guess I do got music to still do. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Well, I'm really um, thinking about it, but now talking to you, I'm just like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I. Yeah. Breaking new crap. Breaking new crap. You have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The song, Breaking New Ground, from The Breakdown. On a high plateau, from the one down below, to the future of the funk getting lost in.